Every team, every topic, everywhere, this is Believe. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports. With two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas. Play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hello and welcome to the Arash Markazi Show brought to you by the Sporting Tribune. We are here on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. I'm joined as always by G. Hey Wiley, Brandon Deutsch, Armani Buckets, and in studio, we have the honor, the privilege of having Fernando Ramirez. Fernando, my man, how are you? Thank you so much, Arash. Uh, wow, that was a pretty uh, hyped up intro. I mean, I, I think WWE should use you as a <laughs> ringside announcer. That was some good stuff. Thank you for having me on. We are so thrilled to have you because, listen, 1090, when they first came back on, they said, you can hear us crystal clear, and as Fernando remembers back in the day, from Baja to the Canadian Rockies, which you can really hear it in Los Angeles, so they wanted a show in Los Angeles, but Fernando is loyal to the soil. He made the trip up here from San Diego. No one knows San Diego, the Padres, the Chargers, quite like him, so we're thrilled to have him. GK, how are you? We did not see you yesterday. You looked refreshed. You look refreshed. I I feel a lot better um, than than I was yesterday. So yeah, thank you. Um, I'm I'm just psyched to have Fernando in here. I know. (laughs) Oh, there you go. (laughs) So um, we're going to kind of skipped today's headlines, but I will cue it up. Let's get to today's headlines brought to you by Circus Sports. Circus Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contests are back with $12 million in guaranteed prizes. Visit CircusSports.com for details. I won't tell you, Jihei, to hit it because I do need to hit it with Fernando. A lot of expectations for the uh, Chargers. I mean, I, I would say maybe on paper the most talented team. You've maybe been here before, like in the past, in terms of having really good teams. Your thoughts on this team? I thought you were going to say the best 15 minutes, the hacksaw <laughs> style. I was waiting for that hacksaw <laughs> style. The That's best right. 15 minutes in sports. That's right. <laughs> Revenge show Cucamonga. <laughs> I want to hear from you. <laughs> Mojave Desert, tell me your thoughts. I'm doing my job. You do yours. <laughs> The kids don't know what we're talking about for now, don't oh, we? Uh, yeah, back yeah, in the yeah. day. Uh, <laughs> back in the this day. is a back in the day. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Doubt it, firefighter. <laughs> this was uh, 7 a.m. taking my brother and my sister to school. They would fall asleep listening to Hacksaw, oh, yeah. but I would be listening to him just because it was uh, interesting. But, Arash, you said it. They have a talented team on paper. The thing is, can you stay healthy? And in the past, they've had good teams. The only thing is the health is where it really hurts. Brandon Staley has really come in and he said, you know what? They're not going to play in preseason. Our star players, we're going to take care of them. If you feel anything, don't practice. You're good. But he really has a way of connecting with the players. And that's the thing that is unique to watch with him is the way he's protecting the players, making sure that they're good, making sure that they're healthy going into the season. Right now, besides the JC Jackson, they, they're pretty healthy going into the season. The only thing is, can you handle the expectations? I'm sure that Brandon Staley and the Chargers are keeping that noise outside of the uh, outside of where they are. But it's 
can you go out there and, and do your thing, especially with a loaded AFC West? Yeah. It feels like every every day there was like, oh, the Chargers would do something. The Broncos would combat <laughs> yeah. it. The Chiefs would do this. Then the Raiders would do that. So it's going to be interesting to see how who comes out of this loaded AFC West. Possibly all four teams could end up making the playoffs, but it's going to be interesting to watch this division. Your thoughts on Brandon's Daily, I thought he was the perfect coach for a city like Los Angeles where, like, like, listen, it's fourth and one, it's fourth and two, go for it. At the end of the day, it didn't pan out in terms of that little last game of the season yeah. that was really like a, a playoff game. Yeah. Your thoughts on him? I mean, I mean, and really the thoughts of Charger fans, do they like that coach? Do they like going for it on fourth and two, fourth and three? I've seen that Charger fans have taken to Brandon Staley and they love him. They love what he brings. They love the intensity. Remember what Brandon Staley said. It's not that I'm being reckless with it. I'm just putting the ball in the hands of my best player who happens to be Justin Herbert, who has a howitzer for a right arm. So obviously you want to put the ball in his hands. You want him to be the guy that makes those decisions. And the thing is last year, like I was telling you off, uh, off radio is that, if it wasn't for him going for it on certain at certain times, they wouldn't have won four or five games yeah. last year. So you kind of have to be uh, you kind of have to be aggressive. And Brandon knows that if 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 now that he, they've fixed the defense, you can even be a little bit more aggressive with that offense. So that it's going to be fun to see what Brandon can do this year. Especially you add Cleo Mack, J.C. Jackson, you have Derwin James resigned. Joey Bosa said he feels the best that he's ever felt. Going into a season with this revamped all uh, with this revamped defense, I want to see what Brandon Staley on the offensive side is going to be if he's going to do a little bit more or maybe go for it a little bit more. But is he loved by the players? Yes. Is he loved by the uh, by the fans? Yes, he is. I think everybody really uh, enjoys and is has learned a lot from Brandon Staley. Yeah, I have a quick question about Austin Eckler. Obviously, 20 touchdowns last season, had a monster year. He was healthy. I know he's dealt with some injuries in the past. There's a lot of expectations for him. I love the guy. He built himself from nothing. Obviously, not a big-time college player, undrafted, built himself from nothing. Do you expect him to replicate that 20-touchdown performance? Because I know Brandon Staley mentioned that he might get uh, a few less touches in the running game. Obviously, he'll still be yeah. a big proponent in the passing game. So what are your thoughts there? Do you expect a huge season from Austin Eckler? I expect a huge season, but at the same time, you just brought in Sonny Michelle. You yeah. have Isaiah Spiller. You have some other guys that are going to get touches. I really think his touches are going to go down. I think his touchdowns are going to go down a little bit, too. Just because last year, I mean, literally, you had Keenan, you had Mike, you had Jared. So, like, they were leaving Austin wide open. And you're like, you guys are really going to leave him wide open? I think this year, teams are going to hone in on him more just because of that aspect that you said. He's going to he's gonna play a role in the in the run game, but in the pass game, they love using him in the pass game. And, and he's a dynamic pass catcher who can make guys miss. The thing is, they want to have him healthy going yeah. into the playoffs if they make the playoffs obviously now, now, when now, they make playoffs, the playoffs hey it's coming from your mouth not mine. Uh, but if uh if they they want to they want to have him healthy towards the end of last season he was not healthy going yeah. into that back yeah. end of the season so they want to keep him healthy and that's why people are like why are they bringing in Sonny michelle you need a pounder you need a guy who you can give the ball and he's gonna mess up the defense he's gonna so, exhaust the defense so that's why i think will, they brought him in when what do you expect from Mike Williams? Because personally, I think Mike Williams could take another leap. I know he wasn't as consistent toward the end of the season, but that guy is Justin Herbert's favorite red zone target. Do you expect? Because I think Herbert's going to get forty plus touchdowns this yeah. year. Yeah. So it's only it only seems right that Mike's going to get ten to fifteen, right? Yeah. No. No. And it sounds like I think 
I think Herbert might be that Kevin Durant for uh, 90, 40. What is it that, uh, what's that stat where they shoot? Uh, 50, 40, 90. 50, yeah. 40, 90. There you yeah, go. Exactly. That's exactly yeah, what I think. 40, uh, that's exactly what I think Herbert's going to be this year. But Mike last year had, I think, six touchdowns in the fourth quarter. That's clutch. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. when he's, when they're going clutch, that's who he's looking for. He's looking for Mike Williams. And I think Mike is going to ascend, take that. He's just signed a brand new contract. Yeah. I think yeah. he's going to take that next step forward. And I think we're going to see more, maybe more touchdowns and more stats from him. Because last year, the Chargers, Back, Mike even said it before it was oh go down the field and just go catch the football yeah, now yeah. it's hey run slants run out routes do different things and last year Mike needed to work on one thing his slants he dropped three or four potential touchdowns where he could have had the ball right in his face and walked into the end zone he dropped them so I think slants is a big thing he's been working on especially because like I said how it's for a right arm <laughs> that thing's coming at you you better catch it yeah, with yeah, the, your yeah. two oven mitts so I definitely think that uh, Mike is going to improve definitely this year and he's going to have a bigger role in the offense in terms of expectations going into the season we've talked about it already but i'm curious in terms of previous chargers teams I, my brain goes to Ladanian tomlinson Oof. those those versions of the yeah. chargers with the powder blue uniforms do you think that this team has more expectations than even that team had because those teams were incredible arash you said they're kids they remember i, LT. I, I, remember I LT. was like whoa this <laughs> YouTube, right? YouTube, yeah. <laughs> there you go. That's, YouTube. That's you, when I started watching. Okay. You know what's funny is that the, to me, the gold standard is that 2006 team, the one that fell to Tom Brady because of that interception by Marlon McCree. Ball gets ripped out by Troy Brown. They should have won the Super Bowl that year. They had the best team. LT was coming off of a MVP uh, season. The reason why I feel like this team is better is because of the different players that they've added. They they have better corners on this Chargers team. They have better players. They have better. They have a. And I'm sorry for all the Philip Rivers fans out there. They have a better quarterback than the Chargers had uh, that year. The only thing they don't have is a better running back and a better tight end. But other than that, I feel like the Charger this Chargers team hasn't beat. It's just, man, and I, and I keep on harping on it, and people are like, you always talk about the health. I've seen these Chargers teams be so good on paper. They're going good into the season. They play well, and... Boom. Like I said, so basically in, in Mexico, the Mexican national team, they have a saying, juegan como nunca, pero pierden como siempre. They play sometimes against the Italy's, against the Germany's. They beat them, but then they lose to El Salvador <laughs> and all these other teams. And you're like, dude, why can't you just get over the hump? So that's the thing. They need to get over the hump. And I, and I feel like this Chargers team doesn't know anything about the old stuff from San Diego. Mm. They, they're new. They don't know about the, 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 the curses that used to happen to those old uh, Chargers. <laughs> team so i feel like they're new they're brand new they're refreshed and i feel like in terms of those old teams i really feel like this chargers team is better than that 2006 team your thoughts of the chargers building their practice facility here they'll be joining the lakers the kings i i, I was really hoping that that would be something that they would do yeah. and so they're in costa mesa right now but how important will that be in terms of them planting their flag here well, it makes it for a longer drive for me. I know. But, uh, <laughs> but uh, no, but other than that, I think they're really invested in the community. And that's yeah. the one thing that, and people can say whatever they want about the Spanos family. The Spanos family is a giving family. They're always about 
uh, donating and donating um, practice facilities yeah. or doing that stuff. So I think the Chargers really want to... I know they're in the community down there near Costa Mesa and all those communities down there. They're wanting to uh, be more in the community out here and yeah. help people out here and, and help the different schools and everything. So I feel like that's one of their driving forces for moving the, the facility also. Obviously being close to the stadium, but at the same time, you want to in, uh, integrate yourself into the into the community up here. You want to do... Uh, you want to do different donations and charitable things like Joey Bosa and these guys during uh, Christmas, they go and give bikes to different schools nice. and they give a bike to every kid and everything. So that's the stuff that you want to see, but you want to move it closer to where all the action is, which is obviously uh, close up here to, to downtown crypto arena. I can't get over I know, crypto right? arena. <laughs> dot com arena. And then obviously the stadium in Inglewood, which, you know, what's funny. You can't even see from the freeway because it's, it's a, a, so because it's so dug in. You know, yeah. guys, when you walk in, you're on the sixth floor Exactly from the parking lot. You walk in, you're on the sixth floor. I mean, that's how deep into the ground <laughs> you it is. You can't see it from the, so I, last year, well, a couple of years ago, he, uh, he came, my brother came with me. And he's like, man, I can't see it from the freeway. I was like, they, they, they've dug so deep into it yeah. that you can't see it from the freeway. But it's a it's a damn spaceship when you see it. It's so incredible. it's a it's a great thing. But yeah, no, definitely. That's what they want to do. They want to integrate this other than the community. And I feel like that's how you're going to gain more fans. I think there's still a lot of fans that are on the fence. I think with so, too. Teams. And it's it's a very affordable ticket. Exactly. And it's, listen, it's not like the Clippers or anything, but like that's why, like, I don't think it's a bad thing to have cheaper tickets. No. And people can knock them for that. But if you're on the fence... Again, the, 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 I say kids, but listen, if, if you grew up in a Los Angeles with no pro football, you know, Brandon Deutsch, I don't fault him for liking San Francisco because when he was growing up in Los Angeles, we had no teams. So now if the Chargers go on a run here, I think younger kids out there will want to yep. get their Justin Herbert jersey and things like that. Yeah. Let me ask you this. If the Chargers do have this incredible season and go on a run and they make it to the Super Bowl, how will San Diego embrace that or view that will they be like listen i mean i i, I hate that they left but it's a two-hour drive you guys make the drive yeah will they hop on? I mean, and i'm not even saying that they fully hopped off i mean where is that relationship this guy right here my brother he'd be in the i'd have to find him in a hospital somewhere i'd be like hey where are you because he'd be too excited yeah. but uh but other than that i feel like fans are starting to come back interesting i think that i've started to notice more powder blue and you know it's funny i'm i mean you know i'm a chatterbox so I'll, sometimes i'll see people in a herbert jersey and i'll be like hey did you they're like yeah i stopped being a fan and then now justin herbert's brought me back or they're starting to win. Mm -hmm. Look, they're doing stuff that they never did down here. Yeah. They're starting to build this team. They're, they're signing big-time free agents. They're trading for guys. And guys have really fallen back. But there's still the diehards down there that make the drive up. I mean, when I drive up for games, there's always at least seven or eight cars that we see with Chargers yeah. gear. And they're going to the stadium. But there's a lot of diehards. But I feel like a lot of people have dug into their trash cans. And they've brought out their <laughs> Chargers right. jerseys. And I think they're really excited for it. The only thing is, is that... Um, um, I mean, and that's the thing is that I feel like people are really excited about the Chargers, and I really think that uh, people are starting to fall back in love with uh, with the Chargers back down in San Diego. Yeah, I have a quick question about yeah. the biggest competition uh, for the Chargers because a lot of experts um, include. Well, I'm not going to say I'm an expert, but I, I'm choosing the Chargers to win the division. A lot of experts are too. 
Who's the biggest competition besides the Chiefs? It, is it the Raiders or Broncos? Oh, wow. I was going to say the Chiefs. Yeah, 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 the exactly. Chiefs. They're the yeah, ones yeah, that have yeah, won yeah. the division. Besides the one team. Besides, besides, yeah. We know, we know the, the Chiefs are still going to win. that's how deep that division is, where it's like, besides the Chiefs, is yeah. it the Raiders? Is it the Broncos? Is, yeah. Yeah. Um... Broncos country, let's ride. I no. think that uh, the Broncos, uh, the Broncos defense is good. They have Patrick Sertan Jr., who's no joke. They have yeah. uh, I always forget this. Justin Simmons. They have such a deep defense that I feel like they're. But the only thing is, they have a rookie head coach who's never done it before. Who's used to Aaron Rodgers. He's not used to Russell Wilson. They've already had Tim Patrick get hurt. So that there's questions on both teams. But I feel like the Broncos are going to be a little bit more just because Russell Wilson is one of these guys that if you don't bring him down, he's going to do some wizardry and he's going to run around and and, and make that big and, time and pass. It's crazy. Do we say that right? Because the Raiders won what ten games last yeah. game, yeah. and they added Devonte Adams. Yeah. So now we're like, oh, I mean, they might but finish their de- last. Their defense is the biggest question mark yeah. for me. They yeah. have no uh, interior defensive yeah, line. Yeah, yeah. Linebackers are a question mark, except for Denzel Perryman, and then their secondary is also very questionable. Oh, I agree, one hundred percent. Let me ask you this real quick about the Padres. I mean, it, you know, say what you want. I mean, they've spent. They spent oh, yeah. to, to really put together a quality product. When we started to do this show two years ago, I said, watch, over the next 10 years, Padres, Dodgers, Dodgers, Padres. It can be fantastic. And I'm so bummed that the playoff series, right, for that yeah. was in the, Texas or whatever. There was no fans there. Yeah. What does the future hold for the Padres? I think it really is, can you keep Juan Soto? If you can yeah. keep Juan Soto, if you can keep Manny Machado, and if Fernando Tatis Jr., is more mature, mature. I know. I, I want to say something more what aggressive, the, but I won't. What does that pathway look like for him in terms of like get, getting that trust back with his teammates and the fans and everyone? I was at a sporting goods store. His jerseys are on sale. No way, already. I saw some jerseys wow. on sale. So they, he needs to win the city, the love of the city back. It's going to be hard because you're going to miss some time. What if they make a run in the playoffs and Juan and Soto not, and Manny Machado are killing it? Yeah. He's going to be in the shadow and he's not going to, and it's not like he's going to come That's back next year at the beginning of the season he's coming back maybe a fourth of the way through yeah and what if Hassan Kim becomes a superstar at uh at shortstop see that's the thing yeah. you missed uh, your best uh your best uh asset is being available to the 100%. team and he's not but I think the Padres have a bright future the only thing is they have to get they have to get that little brother mentality kicked out of their heads and just go out there and play baseball I mean it's going to be interesting to watch their development but they really need uh they really need to kind of relax and and get get to playing baseball again I feel like Sometimes they're too tense, but I do think the future is bright. And if we get Padres Dodgers for the next 10 years, I'm excited for it because both, uh, both franchises obviously are, are, uh, are very passionate about their teams. Yeah. You and uh, Jihei went to an event recently and I was super jealous because I was in Las Vegas. I was not at SoFi Stadium. Well, I'm WrestleMania. You were in Vegas. I was, in Vegas. I was just going to say the same thing. Like, <laughs> well, she loves Vegas. Oh, yeah. She loves Vegas. Yeah. I mean, what was that like? I mean, of all the big events that are coming here, we were both at the Super Bowl. Yeah. We were like all, all these amazing events. I got to be honest, me and Fernando back before the pandemic, right before the pandemic, um, we were at the press conference to announce that WrestleMania was coming to SoFi. But that was in 2020. We know what happened there. Finally, it's coming. Finally. finally. And by the way, <laughs> speaking of finally, if that's the main event, Ooh. oh my God. Okay, let's talk about that. I mean, how pumped are you? I'm for so excited. But like the thing everybody was doing though, Theory uh, teased that main event. Everybody's <laughs> teasing that main event. They? Okay. They're teasing it. And I'm like, okay, you guys better you not get, be You better deliver. <laughs> exactly. Now that Triple H is at the helm, I'm like, oh, can awesome. he convince 
uh, The Rock, though? Because, you know, Vince had a certain way of convincing guys. Can he convince uh, The Rock to do it? But it was a lot of fun. The one guy that impressed me, though, Theory, Theory was awesome. Yeah. But oh, the one guy great. that impressed me was Dominic Mysterio. He's so oh, yeah. well-spoken, very relaxed, very cool. So I liked uh, speaking to him. We talked about burritos in San Diego, <laughs> so Mexican food. So, uh, But, no, I, th- I'm so pumped for that. And like, like you said, if it's Ronda Rousey, Becky Lynch, and then if it's uh, The Rock versus oh, Roman Reigns, line. I'm all I'm all for it, and, and I'm I I can't wait to watch both of them go at it on the mic. I'm honestly excited for that. Yeah, I mean uh, that 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 was what I was thinking, Fernando. When we're, we're at SoFi Stadium and The Rock comes on the field, I'm like, oh, are they like prom- I promoting? I thought it was true. WrestleMania already. It was too. I'm like, and he he was only there for he was just there, yeah. Second. Yeah. twenty seconds. Yeah, no, I was about to say other than The Rock, what was your favorite? Um, uh, favorite part about uh, that launch event? Uh, so in one of those, Becky Lynch and I were just. Oh wait, this one that just happened? Or? Yeah, this one that just. Oh happened. okay. Uh, I thought getting a wrestling ring in the on right? the football field, the middle of the field. I thought field. that was so sick, and I, I'd love to see maybe a Justin Herbert, Matthew Stafford <laughs> wrestling match. <laughs> maybe we could have gotten. That's what I was telling Nick, Nick Hamilton, Nick, my yeah. good friend. I was telling him, I'm like, can you imagine if they would have brought a Rams player and a Chargers player That'd and be they're fun. like, hey, why don't you wrestle a little bit and go and 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 do, do a couple of things? So that would have been a lot of fun, but. But definitely, I'm I'm so excited for WrestleMania. It's it's one of my geekiest moments that I feel like people are like wrestling, wrestling. Don't uh-huh. nod until you watch WrestleMania. WrestleMania is something to behold. It's something unique. It's something amazing, and I can't wait for the city of Los Angeles to experience. Exactly it. a two night. It'll be sold out back to back nights, and then it's like all the events that are going to be here. Oh yeah, I will be geeking out for yes, sure. Yes. All right, let's leave it there for now. When we come back, we will be joined by speaking of, we'll be joined by our good friend Nick Hamilton. When we return right here on the Mightier Ten Ninety in Southern California, the Fan in Las Vegas, and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. We'll be right back with the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier Ten Ninety ESPN Radio. The biggest pro football overlays in Vegas are back with 12 million in guaranteed prizes only at Circa Sports with two ways to win and no rate. Circa Million with quarterly payouts and 100% payback. And Circa Survivor. Select one team each week with no point spread. Take in the big money with 12 million in guaranteed prizes. Enter in Vegas, play from anywhere. Visit CircaSports.com for details. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Welcome back to the Arash Markazi Show presented by the Sporting Tribune on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio in Southern California, 98.5 The Fan in Las Vegas and the Hawaii Sports Radio Network. Just as a reminder, if you have a question or a comment or just want to win tickets to an upcoming game in Southern California, Las Vegas or Hawaii, call our hotline 310-400-0340. All right, let's go out to the Circus Sports Guest Hotline right now. Circa Millions and Circus Survivor Pro Football Contest with $12 in guaranteed prizes are back. Visit CircusSports.com for details and here he is, my main man, Nick Hamilton. Nick, how are you? 
Ladies, gentlemen, countrymen, let me your ears. What's going on, man? <laughs> Not much, Nick. Uh, just getting ready for week one of the college football season. I don't count week zero. I don't know what week zero is. It makes no sense to me. Uh, you will be at the Coliseum. I will be at the Coliseum. What can fans expect? Listen, it should be a, a blowout, but this is a new-look USC Trojans right. team. Your thoughts? I think it's a lot of anticipation, especially with the, the, the national attention that Lincoln Riley received when he first took the job at USC and then them winning the actual portal, what I call the, the, the portal round of college football, um, and then being able to, to assemble uh, a competitive team. We all know the Pac-12 kind of beats each other up every week in that division, what's left of the Pac-12 until, obviously, the departure of, of USC and UCLA. Um, but I think ultimately Saturday is going to be very exciting. I think people are anticipating a, a winning season. Um, so they got the first test on Saturday to see how Lincoln Riley and staff can put all of those pieces together and, and, put, and produce a winning program and really put USC back on the map. Nick, obviously business is picked up. You're on the show. Uh, <laughs> I gotta, I gotta ask you, uh, with, with obviously with what's going on with USC and everything, how do you feel like the, the, their quarterback's going to do? How do you feel like the offensive system is going to be implemented? Because, I mean, they've signed a lot of guys. they brought in a lot of new faces. How do you feel like they're going to be able to mesh uh, starting this season, obviously this weekend? Is that the pay of the Chargers? For that? It is! <laughs> oh, yeah! Yes, it is. Oh, no. No, I mean, to answer your question, man, I think there's a lot of familiarity when it comes to Caleb Williams and Lincoln Riley. Obviously, they, they, they were together um, at their previous spot. And I think the offense is not going to change too much, and they're not going to put too much on the plate of Caleb Williams because he is in a new conference as far as the, 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 the level of uh, difficulty. Um, there's not a lot of defense played in the Pac-12. Obviously, you have a decent defense, but you have a, a, a high-powered offense. That's what pretty much gets you through. You look at what happened at Utah the last couple of years, obviously Oregon um, the last couple of years, or a few years, I should say. Um, and, and, you know, UCLA, obviously, as they tried to come on, um, you know, Stanford, obviously, Washington, uh, years prior. So there's a, there's a lot of familiarity, which I thought was a very brilliant move by Lincoln Riley to bring some guys in, not just on the coaching staff, but like you said, Caleb Williams, a few other players that kind of understand what Lincoln Riley's his level of expectation. And I think it's going to take time for those guys to gel. I said before, you know, I don't expect Lincoln Riley to get to the college football playoff in his first year. Um, if he can beat Notre Dame, obviously beat UCLA, get a 9-10 win season, get to the Pac-12 championship, uh, possibly win the Pac-12 championship, um, I think that's a step in the right direction for USC and what they need to do in order to uh, be able to, to, you know, formulate a winning program. Uh, Nick, uh, Jeannie Buss was uh, talking to the media recently, and she said the best player on the Los Angeles Lakers last year was Russell Westbrook. <laughs> what did you think of that? Well, first of all, her, her, let's, let's clarify. Her okay. words were taken out of context. Ah. She said he was the most consistent player last uh, year for the Los Angeles You know what? Which was at, Sports which was media, these headlines, you know. <laughs> real TMZ is right around. Like, they're not like us, man. They're not, they're, they don't do it like we do it. Baby. That's right. They don't do it like we do it. But no, I mean, she said he was the most, which, which is true. He was that the is most true. Consistent. Yeah. You know, because he was the mo he was the healthiest out of LeBron and, and Mr. Street Clothes, better known as Anthony Davis. <laughs> uh, he was the most healthy. He was the healthiest, and so yeah, he was hitting the 
backside of a barn most times. Yes, he's throwing up more air balls than, than a, circus, a circus clown in the middle of the ring. But like I said, the problem is, what is he going to do now? And is Russell Westbrook going to stay now that they've acquired Pat Beverly? And how is that going to work? Now, I know a lot of I know Pat Beverly's come out and said what he said, but I, I still call Cap. I don't. I believe it when I see it. I don't know how these two are going to coexist. I don't. It's just like if I heard he went to the Phoenix Suns talking about Pat Beverly and him. All of a sudden, now him and Chris Paul are going to be the best of friends. No, <laughs> I'm all stocked up on horse crap. You can sell that down the street. <laughs> I want to switch gears um, really quick, Nick, to the U.S. Open. Uh, Serena just upset the number two player in the world uh, last night. I wanted to know um, how far do you think that she'll go? And she's also playing her last uh, doubles as well, but with her sister. Um, thoughts on that as well? Confidence in the house. That's all I got to say. Uh, Serena Williams looks like she is not about to retire anytime soon. Maybe this is her last hurrah, her last win. Uh, she looked absolutely phenomenal. I mean, I know there was, there was a couple tight sets uh, before she was able to advance uh, to the next round, but Serena Williams is a champion. She's she's the goat. I mean, that's, this is what this is what you expect from Serena Williams. Um, you know, you expect this type of level of play, and I and, and whether she's not formally announced her retirement, it's pretty much imminent that she's going to retire. Obviously, she said that she wants you know continue to, to build her family, um, have more children. That's going to take time off. Um, you know, Lord of hell, she might be pregnant right now. We saw when she was been pregnant before, and then we didn't know it, and she was kicking ass and taking names later on. So who knows? But, I mean, as of right now, she looks absolutely phenomenal. I think she can go all the way. I mean, it would be a great way to, to retire when she goes out on top. Um, you know, and especially with her and her sister playing doubles one last time, that's going to be epic. Uh, God help the opponents that have to face those two <laughs> Williams sisters because, Lord knows they're going to need all the prayers and the vitamins and, and everything else uh, to, to try to attempt to beat them, but they won't. Yeah. Well, she also got double the fanfare and double the tribute uh, last night as well. They pretty much played, I think they played the same video uh, narrated by Oprah uh, for the last her last two games. And I get it. You know, uh, it's... You never know when this was going to be her last one, if she's going to lose this one. And, you know, you want to give her her due and you want to obviously have her come out on top. Did you think that this kind of these tributes are like a little too much? It's not enough. It's like, you know, you should be giving her more. No, absolutely. I mean, I love the fact that Chris Everett has to witness all of these tributes that Serena is getting because, you know, her sodium levels are real high these days, especially on that broadcast. <laughs> if you listen, you know, she, I, I mean, you better get that woman some, some, some body armor or some water or something to calm her down. Goodness gracious. I mean, the, the level of hateration, holleration, all of the dancerie is ridiculous. Um, but I think this, this is perfect. I think this is perfect for her. I think you have to, we have to give our flowers to those who have earned it. And Serena Williams has definitely earned it. Um, I'm just waiting for her to see what. When she does that, <laughs> that's, right. how we know, that's how we know she's done. She's going off on her own. She's writing her own story. Uh, Nick, one week from today, one week from tonight, the Rams begin the season. They begin their path towards repeating as champions. Young Brandon Deutsch believes it's going to be a blowout. It won't be very close. The Buffalo Bills, in his view, will blow out the Rams. Your thoughts on not only that first game of the season, one week from tonight, but the Rams this season. I told Brandon to stop. Don't be, don't drink before he gets on the air. I don't know why he decided to say that that type of blasphemous rhetoric that he that comes out. Um, first of all, 
we're, we're finally celebrating the real football team in Los Angeles, known as the L.A. Rams. Um, and also, too, I think it's going to be a tight game. I think the Buffalo Bills could could edge the Rams just because it's a lot going on that night. Obviously, they're going to, uh, uh, you know, that's the excuses, first time fans can celebrate. Excuses, them. excuses. <laughs> I mean, the Chargers yeah, I mean, have the second best roster in the AFC. What does that mean? That means they're going to pro- – just like the Clippers, just like the – hey, the Clippers haven't won in the past, but did you see John Wall and Paul George play? Wait, 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 wait. So we, so we giving our participation paper trophies now? Is that what we doing? Uh, I mean, I, I would have my son throw away his participation trophies. Sounds, we don't play for that. That sounds a little more. I thought, come on now. That's not, that, that's not how – All right, you'll see. You'll see. Play. The Niners and Chargers are going to prove you wrong. And if I'm wrong, I will take you out to dinner and get, and get you a bottle of wine, Nick. Whoa. Here we go. Whoa, there we, we go. Can we have that in writing? Can we have that in writing? They're both going to make the playoffs. Dig the big brain on Brad. <laughs> hey, but Nick, I agree. With, I think the Rams win that division, but I think you're. I think of the Chargers. Do. Of course, of course they do. They have the toughest schedule in the league. What do you mean they're going to get blown out in game one too? <laughs> First of all, the, you, you know that. Oh, there we go. Too? No, I don't want to play something on that. But I'm confident <laughs> okay, in Josh Allen taking me. candy from a baby right there. Yeah, you, you, you talking loud, but ain't saying nothing. I, I, I didn't think so. <laughs> Slow your roll like your leg. But the Chargers, the Chargers are winning that division. I mean, they should win the division, but historically, listen, listen, <laughs> hold on, calm down, okay? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you can see. <laughs> Thank you. Listen, Finally, ladies and gentlemen, Brandon is turning red. He's getting, he's getting fired up. Listen, historically, the Chargers should have won a long time ago. But due to injury, which they can't seem to escape injury, and I'm talking about major injuries choosing in, in, in the latter part of the season, which was, which has held them back. Now, if the Chargers make the playoff and they win a playoff game, I would consider that success because they have not been able to make the playoffs in the last three seasons. However, let's not put the cart before the horse. Yeah, they look good on paper. They made a brilliant move by signing Sonny Michelle yesterday to add to that, that running back core because Lord knows it was sent in the anorexic final pass off the deck. So what I'm saying is let's, let's take it one game at a time. Let's, now, I think Justin Herbert is going to have a phenomenal season, but let's take it one game at a time. These are still the Chargers. Until they prove otherwise, they are still the Chargers. They're under, they underachieve at the wrong point of time. So let's find out how stern they can be because the AFC is going to be tough this year. It ain't the NFC. We know there are about two or three teams that are going to basically come out the NFC. The AFC is about six to eight teams that can potentially get out and make a deep playoff run. So it's a little tougher in the AFC. So let's find out. Let's relax. Have a sip. Kick your feet up. Get a beer. And just enjoy the season, and let's watch and see what the Chargers are able to accomplish. That's all. All right. When the Niners make the Super Bowl, I'm gonna give you. I'm gonna have you come over, and we'll drink a beer. All right? <laughs> yeah, and, and, and I'm gonna put you in rehab because you gotta stop all that drinking. <laughs> uh, Nick, do you do you feel like this? Uh, do you what do you think is the stronger side for the Rams? Is it the offense or the defense? I'm going to look at offense, and I and I say that because I look at obviously Matthew Stafford. You got to have Van Jefferson coming back relatively soon. Uh, you have the one of the arguably one of the greatest wide receivers in the game, and Cooper Cup. You have Allen Robinson, who's big, who can go up top and get you you know some yards after the catch, can make those big plays. Potentially, you have you're on the verge of potentially signing OBJ if he decides to come back and the numbers work. Um, if you can re-sign OBJ, that'll be huge offensively. 
Um, you have a decent offensive line. Obviously, you lost Andrew Whitworth, but there are a lot of guys on that line that played with wit um, that you can slide over and build with. Um, the running backs are, are healthy now. Daryl Henderson, Cam Akers. I think we may be expecting a bigger uh, year out of Daryl Henderson over Cam Akers. Um, and then defensively, I think they're solid, except my question mark only rides in the secondary, not named Jalen Ramsey. Um, we don't know how Jordan Fuller is going to return. Um, obviously, you know, we don't. And, and I, I said this to Arash before. I think if Stephon Gilmore or the Honey Badgers are signing, if they were able to make that happen, I think would have really solidified them in the secondary on opposite of Jalen Ramsey, much like how we saw what happened last year. Um, so that's the only question mark I have with the Rams as far as that secondary. Um, but other than that, I think the Rams are a solid team. If they can stay healthy once again, I think they can make a deep run in the playoffs and, you know, make Brandon cry when the 49ers <laughs> don't make the Super Bowl. <laughs> yeah, because he, you know, he doesn't drink beer. He just drinks wine. He drinks fine wines. So I don't, I do want to see bread and drink some beer. Holy water. I think um, holy water. <laughs> <laughs> hey, what's, what's the, wh- how many wins are the Niners going to have? Nick, tell me right now. Um, this, well, you know what? That depends, Brandon. I'm not making excuses, but you all know they don't really fully believe in Trey Lance right now, which is why they resigned Jimmy G. As and and Jimmy G can come in at any point if they if their struggles if, if if the struggle bars continue with Trey Lance or unfortunately if Trey Lance gets injured, you know they're going to bring in Jimmy G. So that's hard to say. So I'm not trying to duck and dodge the question like I'm a politician, but that's kind of hard to say right now. I mean, give it a few weeks, I maybe have a better uh, number total as far as the win column goes for the Forty Nine. One hundred percent, Nick. Uh, your thoughts on the D- Dodgers? Well, again, they, what, they got a twenty-game lead or whatnot in the division. They um, activated Clayton Kershaw today. Tony Gonsolin's going to miss a couple of games. I mean, your, your thoughts? I mean, basically, at this point, they are going to win the division. We know that. But uh, your th- thoughts on them? Well, I think now if you're the Dodgers, you got to look at home field throughout the yeah. playoffs and try to get home field for the World Series. If they're able to make that. Um, but also keeping guys healthy. Like you said, you got Kershaw coming back. Gonson, unfortunately, dodged the bullet. I think it's more like just getting rest. And maybe they may put him on a pitch. Sorry, to keep him fresh uh, for the playoffs. You got Dustin May coming back, obviously. Uh, hopefully, Blake Trinan comes back uh, at some point as your setup guy. Um, you know, some point this, this month before the regular get some reps in during the regular season. But I think when you look at the standings, I believe with the seven, seven and a half over the Mets and the Astros, I believe they were 10 and a half or 11 over the Yankees. Um, got, you know, teams that are actual natural born contenders. Uh, so I think, you know, the Dodgers now you have to look at, you know, can we keep this home field throughout the playoffs? You know, we're going to win the NL West. We know we got that on, we, we got that sold up, man. And, and I think also to keeping guys healthy and getting guys back, um, making sure the bats are hot at the right time. Cause you know, it's a crap shoot in the playoffs about whose bats are the hottest, and making sure that, uh, you know, whoever's on the mound can command uh, the ball the way they need to in order to, to, to you know, get those strikes and be able to, to uh, keep leads or, or keep, you know, teams in check. Um, so I think it's going to be interesting to see what the Dodgers do. But I think the sky's the limit for the Dodgers. I think the toughest test is going to be the Mets um, and, and primarily DeGrom. Um, you know if the Mets and the Dodgers meet in the NLCS, DeGrom is going to pitch at least twice. So I'm saying if you're the Dodgers, you got to at least beat DeGrom at least once in that series in order to have a favorable advantage to get to the World Series and represent the National League. 
Nick, this weekend, Padres, Dodgers. Uh, when the Padres, do you think the Padres are going to sweep the Dodgers this weekend? You know, Fernando, I thought you were a level-headed individual. <laughs> I don't think you participated in any type of, of, of drug use or any type of things that made you. But the way you're talking, sir, I'm very disappointed. I, I, I thought you were made of sternest stuff. No, I, I don't think it's going to be a sweep. I mean, the Dodgers can take two out of three from the Padres. Either. I mean, it's not to say that's not a diss to the Padres because I think the Padres, you know, Josh Bell has definitely been the anchor of that team thus far with Fernando Tatis Jr., uh, being being out, um, you know, and I think that the, the the Padres do have some some, some quality hitters. Um, I think it, it can be a series, uh, but the Dodgers, I mean, they're just in a different zone. When you think you got yeah. them on the you know pin to the mat, they raise up on the two and a half count, and they go ahead and they just start to dominate. And that's what the that's the story of the Dodgers. When you when you think they're out of it, they come back and they surprise you and they they hit you out of left field and. I don't think it's going to be any different against the Padres or the San Francisco Giants that they have to face uh, this week. So, uh, again, the sky's the limit for the Dodgers. And I think probably the last 10, 15 games you might see, you might, you might see Dave Roberts rest some guys um, and just get them acclimated and get them ready for the playoffs because that's when everything counts. Guys are going to have to play every game, every day. Um, you know, they're going to have to be sharp and be on point if, they, if they're going to fulfill Dave Roberts' prophecy of them winning the 2022 uh, World Series. Yeah, and it's not a shortened season like it was in 2020. So the they have no, they, <laughs> they, they can't fired. they can't get uh, man, they can't still, have one you, of the shortened. You, <laughs> you still you still a bad rapper. They got a whole They're the same people that get mad at uh, at the bubble for the Lakers. Sh- I see those people on Twitter all the time, but I just thought I'd throw it out there for you, just, <laughs> just in case you hadn't remembered. <laughs> Spoken like a true San Diego. <laughs> <laughs> we got burritos. It's fine. Nick, real quick, last two minutes here. Three of the people here, you, Jihei, Fernando, were at SoFi. They put a ring in the middle of SoFi Stadium at the 50-yard line. Of all the events that are coming here, like over the next five, six, ten years, I'm most pumped about WrestleMania. Real quick, two minutes. What was the highlight? I, mean, I know you talked to a ton of people. What was the um, highlight? As far as what's coming so far? Oh, no, as far, as far as that press conference, there was a ring at 50-yard line. I mean, you know, what was that like? Oh, man, it, it was amazing. I mean, it, just the fact that we know what's coming. I mean, Rolling Loud has been announced to come to Hollywood Park in the so far. I mean, yeah. one of the biggest fest- music festivals that you can have. I mean, like you said, WrestleMania, the Super Bowl, having Dr. Dre and Snoop epically yeah. perform at the Super Bowl. Um you know, we're getting the national championship here. Potentially, you may be getting the Big Ten championship at SoFi. At <laughs> That's point. right. The World Cup is going to come to SoFi. Then we got the Olympics. You got WrestleMania. I mean, there's so much that, that's happening at, at SoFi, man. SoFi is, SoFi is a spot. I got to, you know what? I got to I gotta talk to Stan Kroenke and see if I can get, see if I can get an extra. Maybe next, the next Super Bowl they win, I can get another picture and maybe ask him for a ticket. So I don't know. Is the World Cup final? Has it already been announced? It has not been announced. It's going to be probably Los Angeles and New York. But I I got to imagine SoFi. You don't want the weather to affect. Yeah, uh, you don't want it like outdoor. I mean, MetLife, for for, for the amount of money that they spent on that place, and I know you're a Giants fan, but I think you will agree, not a great place to watch. The only reason why I feel like it could be at SoFi real fast Mm. is just because in Qatar it's going to be enclosed. Oh, that's true. So now they can't have the excuse of, oh, no, it's an open, we need open stadiums. Awesome. Nick, yeah, you're the best. 
Nick, we will catch up. I will see you this weekend. We'll catch up next week. That's all the time we have for today. Let's do it again tomorrow. Until then, this is Arash Markazi saying stay safe, stay healthy. This is the Arash Markazi Show on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio. Hustle for the cash, so it's hard to knock it. Everybody got their own thing. Currency chasing worldwide through the hard times. Worrying faces, shed tears as we worry brothers close. Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube. You know when you're listening to a true crime story that has an unbelievable plot twist that makes you stop in your tracks? That's what our podcast, People Are the Worst, brings you with each episode. I'm Rachel. And I'm Rebecca. We're identical twins who love true crime cases that make you say, didn't see that coming, and we hate the people responsible for them. Listen to People Are the Worst now on Apple, Spotify, or wherever you get your podcasts.